Welcome to part two. If you're listening to these episodes one after another, you're probably tired of the theme music by now, so here it is backwards. Before lunch, we had a special guest lecturer from the University of Oxford who spoke about proof systems and how they relate to the Boolean satisfiability problem. A proof system is actually quite a simple thing to understand. They perhaps sound like really complicated things that only mathematicians understand, but you can pretty much say what they are in a few sentences. So, firstly, there are axioms. They're things that are taken to be true. They don't need any justification, and they form the starting point for the system. An axiom doesn't even need to make sense. It can just be some arbitrary string like ice cream, or the number seven. Of course, it could be something more intelligible, like the sky is blue, but it doesn't need to be. Okay, so now that we have axioms, what do we do with them? Well, we apply rules. A rule has two parts, a premise and a conclusion. The premise describes what must be true before the rule can be applied, and the conclusion is what you get after applying the rule. So for example, we might have a negation rule, where the premise is that you have some number x, and the conclusion is to return x, but with a minus sign in front of it. If we applied this rule to the number 7, we'd get minus 7. Neat. Now, let's say you want to negate minus 7. Well, if you just applied the same rule, then you'd end up with minus minus 7. You might be tempted to just cancel out these symbols, but you're not allowed to do that. There's no rule in our system that lets us do this. Sometimes it can be tricky to think inside the system, rather than use our preconceptions about how things should work. When we apply a rule, the result is a theorem. A theorem is anything we've managed to derive by applying rules in the system. So we'd call minus 7 a theorem. To prove a theorem, we just need to show how it was derived. In this case, we took the axiom 7, then we applied the negation rule, and the conclusion was minus 7. Henceforth, we have proved the theorem minus 7. When it comes to proof systems, some can be more powerful than others. You might be able to derive something in one system that simply cannot be derived in another. Let's say you use a more complicated proof system that has an addition rule and the axiom 1. This can derive theorems like 8, 9 and 10, whereas our original proof system couldn't. If a proof system can derive everything you care about, then it's called complete. So if the things we care about are all the integer numbers, then our system with addition is complete. A proof for minus 9 would be to apply the addition rule twice, then the negation rule. We could prove the theorem 0 by the negation rule, then 7 addition rules. Our original system is incomplete because there's no way it can derive these other theorems. It'll just keep adding minus signs in front until there are none left, and there's an endless supply of them. Notice, though, that bigger numbers might take a really long time to derive. If we want to derive 1 million, we're going to be applying a lot of rules, and this can lead to really long proofs. It would be nice if we could get there more quickly. The proof systems for Boolean satisfiability can actually be quite simple too. The simplest proof system is called resolution, and it contains a single rule, where the premise says if you have A or B, and you also have not B or C, then you can join these together and derive A or C. We call this the resolvent, but as far as we're concerned, it's another name for a theorem. 
Now things get really interesting. It's been shown that the resolution proof system is complete. In the context of SAT, that means it can eventually decide whether or not the formula is satisfiable. The problem is, for some cases, it'll take a really long time to get there. In the worst case, it can take an exponential number of steps to reach a decision. And if our formula has more than, say, 300 variables, then there isn't enough material in the universe to write the proof down. That can be a problem. So there are richer proofs that should get to an answer more quickly, but they're more complicated and harder to reason about. One such proof system is called cutting planes, and it's based on ideas from linear algebra. Interestingly, almost all modern SAT solvers only use the simple resolution-based proof system. There have been attempts to write solvers based on other proof systems, but they're not currently as fast as the existing solvers for real-world problems. People aren't quite sure why this is the case, and they've only started to make sense of this discrepancy recently. If you're still with me, in part three, I'll talk less about these perplexing ideas and more about what I ate for lunch and how comfortable the chairs were. See you there.